Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are y'all today? Okay, so uh, today would be the last lesson for this month. Next month, uh, next week, we have invited uh, another venerable to to give a talk. Uh, so in the afternoon, there will not be Diamond Sutra. Following that, uh, so a bit of housekeeping. In in February, February the seventh, we'll still have one SGC. Then it'll be Chinese New Year. Then on the fourteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth is Tusan. Uh. So most likely we will have Pai Nian, uh, and. Uh, <clears throat> We are still looking at the situation whether to have uh, the one of the centers to borrow their premise for visits, uh, but to do it um, uh, responsibly, yeah, yeah, so that we don't end up um, creating a new cluster. Uh, so if if the situation uh, for community spread worsen, then we'll probably uh, do it online. Oh. So then on the 14th, in any case, we will not have the SGC. Then on the 21st, we will resume. Uh, but on the 21st, when we resume, we will resume in the Buddhist library. Oh, we will resume in Buddhist library. Uh, but for Diamond Sutra, on the 21st, uh, I will be moving the Diamond Sutra class to another time slot, yeah. Because uh, now I have um, classes in the morning on Sunday uh, for the children's parents and children's class in Hong Fa Tuan. So uh, currently it's still online, so I don't have to shuttle back and forth. But in due time, you'll be in person, so that will be in Clementi. Yeah. So uh, this. This Dhamma Sutra class will probably continue uh, on Zoom, yeah, and it will be on another time slot, yeah. Uh, I understand that the the new time slot may not be uh, possible for everybody, yeah, but you, <laughs> we cannot possibly find a slot that works for everybody, yeah. So if it doesn't work, then um, so th then you have to watch it. Uh, after the the video go live and then it is safe as a recording. Oh. So uh, we continue with our class. Uh, we'll announce the exact um, time because there's another class that is starting on the Sutta Nipata. Uh, tentatively, we are looking at Saturday evening, uh, Saturday evening to do the Sutta Nipata. Uh, yeah, because I think Sunday is too packed already. Yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's affecting the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, my health. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so because Saturday evening is taken up, then uh, Hard Sutra is starting in March, and that will be on Saturday. So I have to juggle that around. So most likely I will have to take the Diamond Sutra and put it on one of the weekdays. 
um, probably Monday or Wednesday. Yeah, probably one of these days. Okay, so we continue. Um, <clears throat> let me switch to the whiteboard. So we stopped here the last time. Yeah, uh, the the previous week we went through the the account, the story of Yupo Chiduo Zunze. Yeah, how he uh, he was. Um, uh, he is not enlightened, and then the the arahant Bikuni uh, went to see him, and then pay respect to him, and then uh, told him that he doesn't look dignified. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and then after that, he went to learn from another uh, master, another teacher. Yeah. Uh, so, or rather, let me see, uh, let me make sure that I got this right. The, oh, sorry. Yupo Chido Zunze is the, is the teacher. Sorry, I got the names wrong. Yeah. So, Yupo Chido Zunze is the, is the uh, teacher that he went to see. So, the senior monk, or the senior monk, uh, he is just... Uh, let me see was his name even mentioned uh, hmm. so I think his name was not mentioned uh, he just mentioned that there's a senior monk oh, so we went through that last the last week <clears throat> yeah so where did we stop? We stopped here. Uh, last week we stopped here. So we continue from there. So Ahanjing So Ahanjing is the transliteration for the Agamas. Uh, let me just adjust my pen. Uh, So this refers to the agamas. Okay, how come the, the the pen ink size is like either too thick or too thin? So okay, this should be. So this is the agamas. Huh? Let me increase the size so that you can see most of it and uh, not have to squint and at the same time it doesn't block okay so we have the agamas so the agamas is in the sanskrit tradition and in the chinese tradition and in the pali tradition uh, there's a there are similar collection known as the nikaya or known as the nikaya so this set let me just change it to see whether the oops. Yeah, okay. I think this should be it. 
Oh, so this is the agamas. So ahanjing jiang si nian chu. Yeah, so in the agamas or in the nikaya, uh, there is the teaching on the four foundations. Yeah. So this is what we are today. We are more familiar with as the sati patana. Oh, the four foundations of mindfulness. So, Xiao Shen the Abhidhamma Lun, Yejiang Sinian Chu. So in the, so here, Xiao Shen strictly speaking is referring to Hila, uh, is translated as from the Hinayana, Hinayana. Uh, but uh, today, uh, the 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 um, it usually refers to the Theravadan tradition. Uh, so in the Theravadan tradition, there is the Abhidhamma itself. Oh, so this is Apitamo. So Apitamo, then you can clearly see uh, here that okay, this is actually referring to Abhidhamma. Oh, so this is the Abhidhamma. And in this case, I will spell with double M oh, because it's referring to the one from the Pali tradition. Yeah, so inside, uh, my teacher says that inside, it also talks about the four foundations. Yeah, so yeah. So up to the whole Tipitaka, yeah, uh, found in the uh, Theravadan tradition, and also Ta Chen Mahayana. So, uh, so this is the Mahayana tradition, Mahayana. So inside the so Jing Li Lun, this is referring to the Tipitaka. Oh,小乘的经历论. So this is the Tipitaka. Of course, if you were to look at the Pali Canon, you will find that the the order that they um, stipulate is not Jingliun, it's Lu Jingliun. Oh, so they start off with the Vinaya, then the Sutra, yeah, or the Sutta Pitaka, and then the Abhidhamma. So Tojiangsu. So all of all of the uh, teachings, all of the texts in all the different traditions all talk about the four foundations. Yeah, so now in the Dhamma Sutra still talking about the four foundations. Yeah, so my teacher says the four foundations is what Zen is. Yeah, Zen is Actually, supposed so it's actually four foundations. Mm. Uh, my teacher never used chan ding. Yeah, so if my teacher says sinian chu is chan ding, then it's jana. So chan by itself then is referring to the Zen tradition. Yeah. So <coughs> e for the uh, yeah. So according to the Buddha's last words. Yeah, his final uh, exhortation. Yeah. That we should learn in this way, we should practice, cultivate in this way. 其他的是尽量放下一点, 
Yeah, so other matters, uh, put it aside a bit. Yeah, don't don't spend so much time on other matters. Yeah, that's why <laughs> just now we talk about uh, juggling the classes. Uh, uh, I think it's very heartening that some students are very eager to learn the Dharma. And so they request for this class and that class. Yeah, a lot of classes that they are requesting. Uh, but we, have, we also have to be careful that we are not uh, having uh, what, what some masters coin in as consumerist uh, Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah, bringing the, uh, the, the the consumer mentality. What is the consumer mentality? Yeah, it means that we are just accumulating, amassing things. Yeah, as a consumer, you buy, 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 buy. Whether you need it or not, that's another thing. We just buy, buy, bring back, keep, buy, bring back, keep. So you need bigger and bigger houses. You need more storerooms. You need more shelves. So then you need to go and buy more shelves. Go IKEA, buy more shelves. <laughs> Come back, put. Then you have more shelves, empty space. Okay, go and buy more things to put inside. Then buy, 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 buy until no more money. Then you must work more. Work, work, work. Then you have more money. Then you can buy more things. <laughs> That's a consumer life. Yeah. So when you come to Buddhism, uh, try not to bring in consumerism into Buddhism. Yeah. Meaning, I'm not talking about commercialization. I'm talking about consumerism. So, when we learn Dharma, um, whatever Dharma you hear, you must immediately try to say, ask yourself, how do you use it? Yeah, how to use this teaching in your life? Yeah, uh, not not to just amass the teachings, collect teachings, and then put it in the shelf. Wow, buy this book, put it in the shelf. Buy that book, put it in the shelf. Attend this talk, they give you a handout, put it in the shelf. Yeah, so then in the end, you have a lot of teachings in the shelf. Yeah. So that doesn't help. Uh. Mm. So uh in guy so young suci yeah so he learn this way and then you should practice in this way. Yeah. So uh I'm has I, I, I told the students about the Sutta Nipata. But I told them that because they wanted me to restart the ITBW, which we covered over three three over years, yeah, from 2016 all the way to 2019, yeah, 2019. So I, I told them uh, that uh, to to and and at that point in time, some of them actually wanted to just start another new book or restart because some of them came in halfway. So now this new group of students, uh, some of whom we whom attended the uh, ITBW, some didn't. So they wanted me to uh, do another series for the ITBW in the Buddha's words. Oh, you all may be familiar with this book. Yeah, it's a very good book. Uh, this is the book uh, edited and in, and uh, compiled. Uh, translated by Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi. So it's not a complete set of the Nikayas, it's uh, an anthology of discourses from the Pali Canon. Uh, the good thing about this is that uh, Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi, he has um, translated so many texts. So he came up with a framework and then instead of just writing about the Dharma, writing about Buddhism, he um, 
he narrates that narrative using the suttas. Yeah. Um, at the start of each chapter, then he writes an introduction. Uh, so to me, this is very useful because um, minimum um, sort of uh, minimum um, uh, how do I put it? <laughs> Yeah. So most of the text, most of this is itself uh, the 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 sutta itself. Oh, only the introduction part for each chapter is Parabha uh, Bhikkhu Bodhis writing. Yeah. So anyway, this book they wanted me to restart, but then there was already another request on the sutta nipata. Yeah. But so you see, my teacher, my teacher's advice. Yeah. 我们应该这样学习，这样休息。修行，啊，其他的事，呃，尽量，啊，这个放下一点。But you may say, oh, but uh, teaching is is dharma. Yes, yes, but our own practice is still different. Uh, there's still a bit of difference. So I have to juggle and uh, I have to. Uh, as one senior monk ever advised me, he said, you must slot in your own retreat timing first. Then slot in your classes around it. Otherwise, you'll never find time for your own retreat. Yeah. So last week, uh, last year was good. Yeah, maybe this year I'll do another one. But this year I'll probably do three slots of one month instead. Yeah. So in the four foundations of mindfulness, the Buddha did give this assurance. Yeah. He said that. If a person were to practice diligently the four foundations of mindfulness uh, for say seven years, for seven years, the person can attain enlightenment. And then he reduced it down to six, five, four, three, two, one year. That he says, not you may not need even seven years, you may just need one year. And then the Buddha reduced it from one year to seven months down to one month. Yeah. Up to in the end, he said, maybe even you just need one week. Yeah. Uh, so from the from the suttas, we we can see examples of individuals like um, like Venerable uh, Kunananda. Yeah, he was the first to attain enlightenment on the first turning of the four no, uh, the view of Dharma. Yeah. Then within seven days, the he and the remaining four of the first five ascetics, yeah, they all attain arahanhu after seven days, just seven days. Yeah. So in Buddhism we, we don't say that um that uh you need a miracle. Yeah. We say that you need to have wholesome roots. So wholesome roots is not something that is a, a gift from the Buddha. The Buddha or have the Buddha don't play favorites. The Buddha don't say, oh, this person I like. So I specially give this person more gift. Yeah, yeah we say gifted. <laughs> we, the Buddha don't do such things. The Buddha don't play favorites and say, oh, I favor this person. I don't favor this person. I teach this person more. I don't teach this person more. Yeah. Similarly, for Dharma teachers, uh, rightly speaking, we, we don't do this. Uh. Mm. So then why, why is there such a disparity? Why is it that some... Uh, can attain enlightenment in seven days, some seven weeks, some seven months, some seven years, some even <laughs> practice the whole life, never attain enlightenment. Uh, those who can 
attain enlightenment in seven days. For many, many lives, they have been practicing but never attained enlightenment. <laughs> Those who attain enlightenment very quickly, it is because in the past life they have practiced. So in Buddhism, we don't say that there's a shortcut. <laughs> hey, but we may, well, some people may ask, but the in the Tibetan tradition, they say, Ji Sen Chen Fo. Yeah, 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 can. Yeah. The Ji Sen Chen Fo, even in the Tibetan tradition, the Ji Sen Chen Fo, the Fo here refers to attaining enlightenment, not Buddhahood. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it violates the, the very principle in, in found even in that tradition. Yeah, you, you don't have another Buddha arise when there's still the teachings of the Buddha that is present. Yeah, so, Tizen Chen Fo actually refers to becoming enlightened here and now. And this is actually found in all traditions. Yeah, found in all traditions. Yeah, but only Tibetan tradition gave this promise. Yes, but you must go and read the fine prints. <laughs> They're not lying to you, huh? They are, they are helping people to have that confidence, to have that faith in the teachings and themselves, that you can do it. But there are caveats, uh, caveat emptor. Yeah? So what is a caveat? Uh, you must really be super diligent and you must not have obstacles. You must be able to remove your obstacles. You must do exactly as instructed. So there are all these stipulations. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying that uh, if you study really hard, you can get three A's. Yeah, but if let's say your starting point is your, your borderline case, and then that year is your O levels, and you want to go from borderline case to three A's, a bit tough. Ah. <laughs> yeah, a bit tough. Yeah, so maybe you go to a tuition center, and the tuition center say, as long as you sign up, we confirm, we guarantee you. Yeah, but the guarantee comes with prerequisites that they will make sure that you really study and work hard yeah and they may even assess you first before they and it so they will, they will qualify that statement yeah whether it's worldly achievement straight A's or spiritual attainment like attaining arahanhood it cannot happen without conditions no such thing as you don't do anything and then it just happened huh? Have you ever seen a, a sutta that says, Oh, so-and-so, one day he was uh, going to the market, and then suddenly, one moment he was unenlightened, the next moment, suddenly he's arahanhood. And then he was perplexed. He went to see the Buddha and asked, I'm not even a monk. I never even practice. I don't even believe in the triple gem, but suddenly I'm arahant. <laughs> no such a thing. <laughs> no such a thing. Yeah. If it's possible to just make a person become enlightened it another way to put it is it means that we are saying well it's possible to force someone to become enlightened yeah so <laughs> doesn't work that way yeah so for so uh, uh, so my teacher asked this question yeah. the buddha make this promise uh, he says he declares that it is possible yeah so the, does the buddha tell lies so then my Buddha, not my Buddha, my teacher then says, 佛是真愚者, 实愚者, 如愚者, 不狂愚者, 不义愚者. Yeah, so all these are different epithets of the Buddha, describing how the Buddha speaks. Yeah, uh, that he speaks the truth, yeah, he speaks truthfully, 
he speaks truthfully. He speaks the truth. Uh, he's, he speaks uh, according to reality. Yeah, he don't speak things that is uh, untrue, falsehood. Yeah, and so on. Yeah. he speaks uh, in a way that everybody can benefit according to your uh, state. Yeah, so we so despite despite is a bit uh, tricky uh. despite is a bit tricky yeah uh, my teacher has uh, when he was uh, alive he, he kind of built up a reputation for this yeah so he, he he if you if you just listen one or two of his talks you may come across such statements and if you just listen to one or two talks it may strike you as that he's very critical of the tradition of the Chinese Mahana tradition, yeah. But over the years, I start to uh, to sort of appreciate, yeah, that many times it is precisely because we care about something that's why we are so critical. If we don't care about something, oftentimes we don't we are not critical as well, yeah. So he feels quite strongly about the Chinese Mahana tradition. Uh, for Buddhism at large. That's why he's so critical about it. Yeah. So what does he say? So the Buddha said, "Uh, uh, 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 yeah, if you look at all the different traditions, actually this is starting to become prevalent. Yeah. Uh, like you often you, you may sometimes hear uh, some Buddhists they this they quote or oh, Sangren Yeah. My 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 teacher says this, my teacher says that. Seldom do you hear them say, Oh, this is what the Buddha said. Yeah. And <laughs> uh uh uh, a few months ago, there was even a student who, who said that, oh, she prefer not to cite the Buddha. Uh, and she feels that that is being more Buddhistic. Uh, this is very troubling. Uh. Yeah. So then who, who are we citing? Uh, we are citing our own words. We are citing our teacher's words. So are we suggesting that our teacher is more enlightened than the Buddha? Hmm. Yeah. Of course, we cannot deny that uh, today, when you look at um, the the state of Buddhism, uh, if you share with them the Buddha's words, there may be people who uh, who gravitate towards it. Yeah, but if you if if a, a modern day teacher were to give some explanation, then there may be more people who gravitate towards that explanation. Regardless of whether it's correct or wrong. Yeah. But let's assume that it's correct. Even if it's correct, it is merely giving more clarity to the teachings. But the truth is the truth, ma. So why is this the case? I observed this on the social media over time. Uh, if you cite the Buddha's teaching, maybe you maybe and and, and perhaps likes on Facebook is not exactly a good um, representation of how much people really connect with the teachings or, or or how much they can apply but but that's the only matrix we have currently so if we were to use that and if it's, it's anything to go by 
uh, Buddha's verses when you share, maybe you get, I don't know, um, 50 likes, and that's on a good day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you just show, share, uh, uh, just random, something random, sometimes I get troubled. Uh. I get troubled when I post some exclamation. <laughs> You know, so I just write some random stuff and it get hundreds of likes and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't take delight in getting those likes, you know, because I'm and I'm troubled because the people should be connecting more with the Buddha's teaching. Yeah. So this is the current state and we cannot really undo that. Um, and in the Buddhist teaching, we say that it's because people have lesser Lend lesser that affinity with the Buddha, yeah, have more affinity with people who are in present day, right? So that's quite natural, yeah. But then the unfortunate of unfortunate thing is, uh, if your teacher uh, start to only um, how do how do I put it? If the teacher stop um, referencing the Buddha's teaching then you have to be absolutely sure that your teacher is already enlightened, has already seen the path, seen the fruit, attained to arahanhood. Yeah. Then whatever that has been explained uh, would be the truth and nothing but the truth, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, easy for us being unenlightened to slowly start to have our, add in our own ideas. Yeah. That's why, you know, if we were to look at the teachings, yeah, like even for my teacher's explanation of the Diamond Sutra, he would have the he would read the verse of the Diamond Sutra, then explain it. Yeah, he don't he don't just I mean there are cases where he's invited to give a talk on Diamond Sutra. Yeah. But oftentimes when he gives such talks, he will also have some verse to to base on. You know? So my teacher highlighted this quite a bit. That uh, and in fact to the point where he sometimes tells to, students in classes he says Ting, he, he referred to himself uh, that he his words uh, you can throw it into the Pacific Ocean yeah we better listen to what the Buddha the Bodhisattva say mm. so uh, 要重新想一想这件事 yeah so 什么事? so this yeah that we put aside what the Buddha said and then we go and listen to our lineage master's words. Yeah, so the in the Buddha's words is as close as it gets, lah. Unless you you can read um, the the Romanized Pali directly, yeah. Uh, most people cannot. And even if when you some people say, oh, I go and learn Pali. Yes, but you must know that your learning of Pali is still limited by the dictionary, and who writes the dictionary? Some, somebody write ma. The dictionary wasn't written by the Buddha, no. <laughs> Pali dictionary wasn't written by Buddha. So you are still depending on some translation. Yeah, I mean, like it or not, it, <laughs> language is something like that. You you cannot simply say, oh, I go to the root. Yeah, but I think to some extent, at least you remove one layer, lah. Yeah, but there's only that much you can do, huh? Mm. So my teacher says, 要重新想一想这件事. Um, I have to rethink on this. 当然,主师的话也好, 也是好. Yeah, so my teacher then highlight, uh, 
the, the words of our lineage master, that's not a bad thing. Uh. It's also good. Uh, yeah, it's not absolutely, yeah, it's not definitely wrong. Not definitely. Uh, but uh, he still feels, has he still have this mindset or he still have this feeling. For so lineage master is the disciple of the Buddha. Yeah. So the lineage master is the disciple of the Buddha, and the lineage master is not equivalent to the Buddha, it's not as good, so to speak, as the Buddha. Yeah. So <laughs> So my teacher says, uh, when he said this, maybe the reader or the listener in this case may not be uh, satisfied, may not agree. Yeah. So this reminds me of something. Uh, some years back when I was in the Buddhist library, there was uh, an eight precepts retreat. And then there was some devotee who asked the question about the fifth precept. The fifth precepts on alcohol. So he, he is very interesting because in that case, in this particular case, the, the lay devotee actually cited uh, the Dalai Lama. So he said, she said that the Dalai Lama in one of the, the public teaching, uh, she, he, the Dalai Lama said that uh, if you take alcohol, uh, if you have to take alcohol, as long as you don't get drunk, it's still okay. Yeah. So, so I told that student, well, for one, we have to be fair to the Dalai Lama himself. Yeah, we have a lot of respect for him, of course. Uh, he's not present, so he cannot defend for himself, number one. Number two, between the Dalai Lama and what the Buddha said, if the two are in conflict, I will always defer to the Buddha, what the Buddha said. <laughs> yeah, so this is in agreement with what my teacher said. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, why do we call ourselves Buddha's disciple, right? <laughs> do we do we learn the Buddha teaching or our lineage master teaching? So, uh, but today's Buddhism, ma? Do you think it is flourishing? Yeah, my teacher says that he don't think that today's Buddhism is that uh, that flourishing. Yeah. So, so we must learn, we should learn uh, from the Buddha's uh, uh, Dhamma, Dhamma teaching, yeah, the words of the Buddha, in other words, yeah, to learn the enlightened path. So, we should learn and practice in this way, yeah, learn uh, practice as instructed in this way, Hayokanan doesn't doubt. Uh, then there's a uh, possibility of us attaining enlightenment. Our lineage master's words, we can use it under advisement. Yeah. So we can refer to it. But yeah, not suggesting that we should throw the lineage master's words aside. Uh, uh, we don't have to do that. So it doesn't have to be a dichotomy. Uh. Either I listen to lineage master alone 
or I listen to the Buddha's words alone. We can, the, the root should be the Buddha's teaching and then the lineage master's teachings, the commentary text, those are supporting the Buddha's teaching. The commentary are always explaining the Buddha's teaching. It shouldn't be superseding it. So, Liu Zhu Tan Jing Shuo, Xing Ping He Lao Shijie. Xing Ping He Lao Shijie. So, Yu Ren Jie Shuo, Jie Shi Shuo, Xing Ping Jiu Shi Shijie. He Bi Yi Ding Yao Xiang Bi Chiu Na Me Shijie. So, in the, in the, platform sutra of the six patcha so this is something very interesting because throughout the whole all the different traditions the word sutra is almost always relegated to that which is spoken by the buddha and the enlightened disciples such as the the arahans the the uh the bodhisattvas no? so but uh liu zhu tanjing is the one and that's the only one and the last one <laughs> never again yeah Whereas the teachings of the six Petra is being given the honorific term of as a sutra. Yeah. So the six Petra platform sutra inside it has this uh, verse. Sing ping uh So literally means that if the mind is uh, at ease or at peace, yeah, or is stable. Yeah. So what what purpose is there to uh, to actually have to go through the trouble of observing precepts? So my teacher says, So my teacher says that there are some people who explain this as saying, So if your mind is uh, stable, that is observing the precepts. Yeah, so, so what, what purpose is there to observe precepts like the bhikkhus, like the monks? Yeah, and of course this includes the nuns. Eh? So So this is the transliteration of the word Vinaya. So this is bhikshu. So my teachers think my teacher thinks uh is basically the precepts and also the, the rules. Uh. So it is the it is the lifespan. Yeah. Lifespan. The is it correct to say lifespan? Showing. It is a life actually, not lifespan. It is the lifeline, is the very life of Buddha Dharma. Yeah. If there's precepts yeah, present that is being observed, then Buddha Dharma can last. Without precepts, then Buddhism will just, just die off. Now, do not think that this is simply what my teacher thinks, uh, this statement here. This is actually found in the Vinaya itself. Yeah, those who are familiar with the Vinaya, the opening itself has this. In the opening of the Vinaya text, there was this incident where uh, the Buddha uh, the Buddha gave the teaching uh, or explains to Venerable uh, Sariputra. Venerable Sariputra asked the question, uh, like, uh, 
like what is the distinction between the different Buddhas? Why is it that some Buddhas, uh, the, the, the teachings last for a long time and some last for a short time? Yeah. So then the Buddha explained that uh, in those cases where the Buddha teaches Dharma and Vinaya, then the teachings would last for a long time. In the case where the Buddha only teach the Dharma and never establish the Vinaya, then the teachings would not last as long. Yeah. So at that point, Venerable Sariputra asked the Buddha to uh, like beseech him to teach the Vinaya. But the Buddha said, declined, and he said, uh, he, the, the, the Tathagata knows when to teach the Vinaya. Now it's not the time. Yeah. And then at some point, the first, the first monk uh, broke, or the first monk acted in ways that is contravene to the path. And from there, then the Buddha established the first precept. Yeah. Uh, and it was on the, um, yeah, you can say that it's on sexual misconduct. Yeah. But it's basically the, the committing of that offense. Uh. Then from there, different, different offenses happen. And then the Buddha set down all those rules. So this this statement itself is not simply my 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 Buddha my teacher's own thoughts. This statement actually has roots in the Vinaya. So So that being the case, yeah, then how can we not observe the precepts? So we must be diligent in learning the precepts and observance of the precepts. Yeah. So in that case, uh, the sixth patron, yeah, uh, the this uh, this great master, yeah, this word, this sentence from him, can you say that he said wrongly? Hmm. My teacher asked. Yeah, so my teacher says that can can you say that he's he's wrong? Uh, meaning that you cannot say that he's wrong. Lah. Yeah. Please don't say yes. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's not meant to be the case. Ah. So the answer, let me write it down in case some of you blur. Ah. So this is no. Yeah. That's why there's a but. Yeah. Okay. So no, but uh, but this statement. There's not much merit, there's not so much merit in it. Yeah. Uh, what the lineage master said, there's also some uh, some reasoning in, in it. Yeah. So it makes sense also. Yeah, but it's not as complete as what the Buddha has said. So that's why we should put in effort, we should be diligent in learning the Sutra, the Vinaya, and the, uh, the Abhidhamma, the commentaries. Oh, just now I mentioned about the Lun, comment, uh, Abhidhamma Lun. So in the Chinese tradition, we use the word Lun, which actually means commentaries. Yeah. Today, most would agree that Abhidhamma is a commentary. Yeah. So through this process of learning the Sutra, the Vinaya and the Abhidhamma or the commentaries, then it's easier to establish or to attain 
the right knowing and the right view. Yeah, and it's easy to have accomplishment. Yeah, so uh, actually this verse, uh, this verse reminds me of a verse that is uh, not from Buddhism, but from the Chinese Chinese culture. I think it's. Um, I think was it uh, again? It's probably Zhuangzi or one of the monks or one of the Confucius scholar. So I think there was a statement like um, the highest level of morality is when there's no morality. Yeah. So sometimes the Chinese like to make statements that on the surface seems very confusing. <clears throat> what do you mean by highest morality is when there's more, no morality or no mention of morality? So the, the reasoning is very interesting. The reasoning is if you still need to talk about morality, uh, sorry, let me correct my earlier statement. Uh. The full statement should be the highest morality is when there is no need of mentioning morality. Yeah, that means, uh, and why is that the case? It is that if you consider the fact that you need to talk about morality, yeah, say for example, uh, to not kill, you need to talk about non-killing precisely because there are people who still kill. If the society has developed to the point where everybody simply don't kill, then there's no need to talk about non-killing. In which case, then that is the highest form of non-killing. In other words, morality. That makes sense? So this, this, uh, this statement from the Confucius scholars uh, is, is very interesting. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, this, the principle itself, in many ways, can be applied to many other things. Yeah, like, uh, but there's a caveat, uh. So, for example, let's say, like, uh, uh, now in modern societies, there's a lot of talk on freedom. Yeah, there's a lot of talk on uh, human rights. So, if you apply the same principle, then it means that if everybody already have that basic human rights established, then there will no there will be you know all those societies, all those activist organization that is uh, looking at human rights, then this will all be dissolved because everybody already have human rights. You don't need to establish human rights for that. Just as uh, when you go out for lunch with your friend, you don't need to talk about hey don't kill me uh. <laughs> right? When you are out with your friend for lunch or for dinner, you don't need to keep on reminding your friend, hey, don't kill me, don't kill me. If you, if you try this, you try this, you go and tell your friend, don't kill me. Or you tell your friend, hey, don't, don't steal my phone. Huh? Your friend will be like, you, your friend will first, first of all think that you are trying to be funny. Or maybe he, 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 he or she doesn't understand the latest trend in jokes, you know. Yeah, but later when it, if your friend find that you are serious about it, your friend will probably be offended. It's like, what do you what, what do you mean by asking me not to take your phone or steal your phone? What makes you think I'm, I want to steal your phone? Your phone is lousy, okay? <laughs> your friend will probably say that. Yeah. So how is the relevance? Relevance is among friends, there shouldn't be a need to tell your friend to that not to kill you, isn't it? Yeah. So this is, this is actually because among friends, friends don't kill each other. 
among friends, real friends are not the fake one friends are, not acquaintances are, among friends, you shouldn't have to worry about your friends stealing your things. Yeah. So if your friends don't, if your friends, if you are with someone who will never steal your things, then there's no need to mention about non-stealing or non-killing for that matter. Uh, so in, in that sense, if you then come back to look at this statement, Xing Ping He Lao and then you perhaps you can understand that if a person's mind is is stable, and here Ping, uh, I'm going to you know sort of uh, give some interpretation here. So Xing Ping, uh, I would presume that it refers to the stability of the mind where there's no agitation, yeah. To the point where um, defilements do not arise, and in which case, then, yeah, there's no purpose in uh, observing precepts. But this itself, this itself is about what, because observance of precepts, there's three level. If you recall some of the past uh, lesson I've shared before, uh, so a person may, may observe the precepts at these three levels. <clears throat> the first level is by the rule. So because the Buddha say cannot kill, so we don't kill. Even though sometimes when insects, when mosquitoes come around too many times, we may have the urge to kill. Or we may say, I want to kill my boss. <laughs> yeah, but of course we don't go and act on it, right? So as long as you don't act on, on it, uh, and perhaps you don't verbalize it uh, as a threat, then nobody is going to care. Yeah? And to that extent, you are still sort of observing the precepts. Yeah? You have the urge, but you don't act on it. So it's the first level. Yeah? But there's still the urge. And that's why you need to observe the precepts. So it's a conscious thing. That's why you allow because there's still the intent that may arise occasionally. But if you were to observe and practice meditation samatha to the point where you are in jhana when you have attained jhana and above then your mind is uh, has a has a deeper level of purity where uh, although the roots of defilements is not eradicated but it's being subdued and because it's being subdued defilements cannot become active yeah at least the ones that lead to uh, that can aggravate the the, the actions of uh, that violates the precepts that cannot be present and so a person in samadhi a person in jhana cannot break precepts is incapable of breaking precepts yeah, so this is also known as observing precepts in tandem with samadhi so the third one is Taokongjie is where you are enlightened already. And let's look at the Arahans. Uh, because the earlier ones, uh, the earlier ones were also not break precepts because although they have they still have uh, other the the, uh, the some of the factors that's not removed, their conviction inside in the Buddha Dharma Sangha and the precepts is so strong, they will not act in ways that violates the precepts. So, but looking at the arhans as an example, then it's even clearer. Arhans have eradicated the roots, yeah, of greed, hatred, delusion, of ignorance. So the very cause 
for the intent to act in ways that violates the precepts is also removed, not to mention the resulting actions. Oh. So we can say that sinking yeah, can be referring to the second or the third stage because the first stage still not ping, <laughs> yeah, but so you still need to put effort. Yeah. Uh, to be more complete, it will be the third stage. So Singping, if we refer to either Samadhi or the enlightened state, uh, then He Lao then yeah, in fact, no need to put in effort to observe precepts. Yeah, we can understand it this way. But this statement, while it's true, um, and can be inspiring for people to say, maybe some people observe precepts and they're very tired. So they, they think, oh, maybe I should work on, you know, quelling my mind. Yeah. Maybe it can work in that way. But this is, in a way, uh, what we call, 国上求因。国上修因。<laughs> yeah. So, you, because this is actually the resultant state already. Yeah. So, if we... Uh, simply look at this this way and for those who maybe don't have enough of the background teachings they may misinterpret thinking that oh uh, observing our precepts is not important it's not uh, because this statement is simply taking the resultant state of arahanhood to say or someone with already jhana to say when you have reached this state you don't need to observe precepts but you need to observe precepts to reach this state Ah, it's like saying once you're at home you don't need your key right but if you're outside you need your key to open the door you cannot say that I don't need the key anymore 回家, 到家了, yeah? yeah this is as good as saying 进了, that once you have entered the house you don't need your key anymore right when you're at home do you look for the key no you don't need a key <laughs> you're already at home but when you're outside to come back in, given that the door is locked, you need the key. So for someone who has already gotten home, to go and tell the rest of the world, don't need the key lah. That would be wrong, isn't it? Uh, so, but I don't think Liu Zhu Hui Nen Da Si uh, the sixth patriarch, is making that statement. Yeah. He's I, I like to interpret it as like his sort of uh, highlighting to people not to take the precepts as an end goal also because there are people who take observance of precepts as an end goal that would be like in the analogy of house and key just holding on to the key but never open the lock yeah and then taking thinking that having the key is the end goal but having a key you don't have a house you don't have a shelter <laughs> that's not the end goal also so do you see the the, the, the thing here oh. so if we understand it that way then no problem. Yeah, but I, uh, for many people without the background, it's easy to misinterpret this. Yeah, in, easy to misinterpret this and think that precepts is not important. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, today I elaborate quite a lot on every single part. Uh. So we have, we have to stop here. <laughs> Today is the 24th. 01, 2021. Okay. Alright. So next week there'll be no lesson. 
and then there'll be one lesson on the seventh yeah uh, and um, I like to find a, a, a day that works best for everybody who actually uh, follows this series so please leave a comment inside the this this video to let me know your preferred days don't just put one day uh, because if everybody put one day then and Monday to Sunday everybody put their names in individually then which day am I going to choose no but don't put Sunday uh, Sunday is out so choose from Monday to to oh oh wait okay so <laughs> you there's only a few choices Monday Wednesday or Friday yeah uh, or Saturday night uh, so four days to choose from so put at least two or three choices and then I will look through and see which are the days that has the most uh, uh, you know most students who can actually make it yeah, because having this class this series is for everybody to learn yeah not not just for me yeah. so uh, I, I would like to give everybody that option, yeah, the opportunity to at least uh, put up your um, preferred day or, or at least not so much your preference but the day that works best for you. Alright, so uh, with that we wrap up for January. Next week do stay tuned for, uh, I believe it's Ting uh, Rong Fa So stay tuned for the, hey, is it Ting Rong Fa yeah, keep a lookout. <laughs> keep a lookout. Okay, should be thing wrong faster. Uh, so keep a lookout for the the teachings uh, upcoming, and I'll see you all in February. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ling Liao. Pu Yuan Zhui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sha Dao. Amitabha. Qi Li.